Hello and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital and my guest on the podcast today is Aaron Olson. Aaron is our OB coordinator here at CCMH and Aaron, thank you for joining me today. Yes, thanks Don for having me. You know, one of the things that we talk about a fair amount and uh, at least in OB circles, maybe not Not in the general, but it doesn't come up in conversation every day, I will say that. But August is Breastfeeding Awareness Month, and really from an OB perspective, there are a lot of good reasons why um, new moms and babies uh, should explore that, that potential, that possibility. Maybe where we start today is really there, just talking about what some of the benefits of breastfeeding are. Yes. Um, breast milk is the best source of nutrition for most infants. Um, not everybody can breastfeed, but it, it is really recommended um, and encouraged. Um, as, as your baby grows, you know, the breast milk changes to meet the baby's needs. Um, breastfeeding helps protect the infant and mother um, against certain illnesses and diseases, asthma, obesity, type 1 diabetes, um, some respiratory-ish diseases, um, ear infections, sudden infant death syndrome, and some stomach stomach troubles. Mothers um, have a lower risk of breast cancer, ovarian cancer, type 2 diabetes, and high blood pressure. It's amazing that the health benefits that are derived both by the baby and by the mom. You know, you hear so much about why it's good for babies. I don't think we hear enough about why it's good for moms. And what you said earlier is true. You know, it's not for everybody and not every not every woman uh, can breastfeed. We're going to come back to that a little bit later. But um, when we talk about that, you know, one of the questions, um, I guess I don't hear it very often, but honestly, (laughs) but I do know that it's asked. And that is how long you really should breastfeed. Um, Exclusively, mom should breastfeed for the first six months. And then while continuing to breastfeed, um, they can start adding in those appropriate complementary foods that um, your doctor will recommend for you. And up until the child is at least 12 months, um, can go older, um, but it's recommended exclusively for six months up to 12. And I think that's a really good uh, point to make is that it's just not for the first couple of months, but really uh, lasts longer than that, certainly can last longer than that at up to a year. And I think that makes a lot of sense. My guest on the podcast today is Aaron Olson, our OB coordinator here at CCMH. And we're talking about Breastfeeding Awareness Month, which is August. Uh, And we have about 100 babies born here uh, every year. And I know that there's a fair amount of moms that that decide to to breastfeed. But we also know that there's a lot of moms that end up back in the workforce. And obviously now you get up to 12 weeks because of FMLA, Family Medical Leave Act. But even after that, now that we talk about you know breastfeeding for a year, that 12 weeks, that first three months, a little easy, but then once mom goes back to work, then it makes it a little bit more complicated. And because we do have so many moms in the workforce, I know that there's, it's pretty common for, for you know, pumping and storing breast milk for use at a child care or, or to relative's house, grandma's house, or whatever the case might happen to be. What are some tips for moms that are out there that are thinking about breastfeeding and then, you know, they want to pump and then store that, that milk for later use? Well, the good thing is, I mean, nowadays pumps are amazing. They're not like they used to be. You don't have to do the hand pump. They're, a lot of moms can put them right in their shirt and go about their day. You don't even have to go sit in a, in a separate room, which is really cool. Um, and most most employers now, um, you know, provide that time if they do want to step away and need to pump. So it's it's makes it a, it's made it a lot easier for a lot of moms. Um, 
And then for storing your breast milk, um, they have to be in um, clean um, storage bags or food grade containers um, made of glass or plastic and have tight fitting lids. Um, everybody, or you need to avoid the bottles or bags that have a number seven on them, which indicates they can have that BPA containing plastic. Um, we don't want to store um, in liners or plastic bags that are not intended for breast milk. They need to specifically be intended for that. Um, breast milk can be stored at room temperature for up to four hours and in the refrigerator for up to four days. In the freezer, six months is best, but 12 months is acceptable. Um, anything after that, it could be okay. It's just recommended. Well, Quality-wise, yeah, probably isn't going to be It really best. is. It's just really a quality issue yeah. after a while. And obviously, I think that for most moms, the sooner they can they can utilize that, you know, the, the sooner they they will. Right. right. I want to go back to what you said earlier about um, mom, some moms, you know, not being capable of uh, breastfeeding, and we also talked about all the great benefits that that babies get from from uh, consuming breast milk. So, what do moms do? I mean, so there, I know that there are human uh, milk banks that are out there. Can we talk about that for just a second? Yeah, human milk banks are a service. Um, Established for purpose, uh, collecting milk from donors, processing, screening, storing, and distributing the milk to specific needs of individuals, um, who is prescribed by a licensed care provider. You know that's and that's a good point because there are times when, depending upon the newborn, the baby, you, they really they do want them to have that breast milk, and that's right. where this whole thing kind of comes together. Yep. I think. Yep, those uh, preemie babies, babies with different health issues. Um, that they're just not able, you know, to get their own mother's milk. They they do need need that. Um, I would say it's not. I would recommend avoiding internet-based sites um, and just strictly go with contacting the milk. And, banks. And, and there's another good. There's another good point. You know, how many people just don't get on their phone today and order things off the internet? Yeah, I it do would not. seem to me that breast milk would not be one of those things. No, I wouldn't go to Amazon looking for breast milk. <laughs> So when when so who runs these milk banks that we're talking about? Um, they're members of the Human Milk Banking Association of North America. So that's the organization that we really. If somebody is out there today listening and they say, "Where am I going to get this?" You really have to think about. There's basically one organization that yes. we trust that you can go to in order to be able to right. do that. They are under specific um, guidelines. They require extensive testing, processing procedures, um, along with self-reported health information and a health statement from the donor's healthcare provider so that we know that that breast milk's not going to be contaminated or contain bacteria. My guest on the podcast today is Aaron Olson. Aaron is the OB coordinator here at CCMH. We're talking about uh, Breastfeeding Awareness Month, which is what August is. I'm going to put you on the spot. Just one more thing. I know that we're running some prenatal classes out here. Yes. Off the top of your head, do you know when our next next class is going to be? I believe the next class is September 8th. And what, what do we cover in those classes? Um, we cover uh, breastfeeding tips along with um, care for the mom in the last trimester of pregnancy, um, what to expect <coughs> during labor, delivery, um, postpartum, um, and then we go over some baby care, um, how to change a diaper, you know, the benefits versus formula versus breast milk, things like that. Um, we usually have somebody from public health that goes over car seat safety. Um, we had a lactation consultant come last time from Carol um, that goes a little bit further into <coughs> breastfeeding. 
So now we have cookies and usually have a contest to make the dads try to swaddle a baby or diaper the baby. It's yeah, kind of fun. And, and that class is intended for who? Um, any mom, any moms. Um, most of the moms that come are first-time moms, but it is open to anybody. Maybe you just you've had a baby and it's been a few years, and you just want a refresher. Um, it's open to any anyone. Okay. So, if anybody wants to sign up for our prenatal classes, because I know that we're going to be doing this on an ongoing basis, mm-hmm. who do they call and what's the number? Uh, the number to call is seven one two two six five two seven eight six. That will ring directly to the OB line. Um, sometimes is myself, um, but it is, it is always an OB nurse that can take that information and put it in the proper spot. Erin, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it very much. Thank you very much for having me. My guest on the podcast today has been Erin Olson. Erin is the OB coordinator here at CCMH. We've been talking about uh, breastfeeding awareness and about uh, prenatal classes coming up here at uh, CCMH. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life.